0: You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shock blew up. Oh, he's toying with him now. Uh, Hey, Caitlin.
1: This seems as an appropriate topic as any to be the (laughs) background of our now annual podcast.
0: (laughs) Once a year podcast. Um, The
1: most important stuff. The most
0: important. Yeah, we don't. We have a tennis podcast where we don't talk about points or rallies very much. So the fact that there are no points or rallies right now shouldn't slow us down too much.
1: And it hasn't. It's
0: definitely hasn't
1: normal molasses esque pace of our recording schedule. But you know, any time I can get with you is time well spent. Um, Yes. You though have been watching some tennis. I've been tennis, but some tennis. It's.
0: Yes, I have much intense some tennis. Even prior to uh, COVID, I was slowly watching a tennis match with my son, who is a—I was telling you—is a robot. Like he will stay up till twelve thirty at night, get up at six in the morning. No behavioral problems. Doesn't look bleary-eyed. Just ready to go. This kid exists on like six hours of sleep. Um, doesn't nap too much. It's crazy. And so sometimes when I'm just like at my wit's end, at the end of the night, uh, I what happened in the past, I would just like, Oh, I'll just watch some tennis. And one time I was just organically surfing around YouTube for old matches because it was midnight. And we started to watch the round four, 2013 full match, Australian open Djokovic and Stan. And uh, we've been watching it five minutes at a time. We're almost through the second set and (laughs) (laughs) it's going to take, so mind you, this was um, 12, 10 in the fifth. And the first set was fast, but after that all the sets are like seven, six, seven, five, six, four. So it's like a five-hour match. So five it's gonna take
1: hour. It's, is the five-minute increment like an attention span related?
0: More or less, yes. He knows he knows who Stan and Djokovic are, mainly because he also has a rocket ship that has two astronauts that I've named Stan and Djokovic, and he can He's sort of, with that sort of aid, he can kind of, it's like a mnemonic device sure. sort of version for a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And it's a fun moment too. Like, really, it's like 20, it's a great match. 2013 though, it's like seven years ago already. And these guys are still like, I don't know, didn't, doesn't, when you watch them play, it seems like, oh, that could be 2018, 2019, no problem. Yeah. Um, except I was telling you that uh, this is like the, maybe the last match or two where Stan is still like a little chubby. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he hasn't totally gone paleo or whatever happened where he got down, like, as thin as he could. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of endearing.
1: I still find it endearing. Is that what he did? He got paleo and then he just got, like, extra special cut? Is is that, like, Djokovic all of a sudden, like, didn't get bothered with asthma and, like, could play five five set matches back to back to back to back? After right. Got, but paleo, is that kind of the, the prevailing wisdom?
0: I You know what? I don't know. I mean, I know for sure with Djokovic, because he, like, has talked about how like in the fifth sets you can really feel it and remember we were like once we found out that he uh it was eating like a special kind of honey from New Zealand right <laughs> we were like preoccupied with like what could this <laughs> what could this honey possibly have <laughs> um in it that other honey doesn't but uh but yeah i don't know the specifics about about Stan, but like clearly he's like a more fit dude than he was earlier in his life oh
1: career. sure i mean i think yeah. he was like photographed nude a whole bunch um wow. In the last couple of years.
0: Oh, that's right. He was in the body issue. Yeah, the body right.
1: issue of ESPN, and then for some reason he just kind of kept turning up, kind of like you know nude. I don't know if it was just the same shoot, and they just had like a lot of B-roll. Or...
0: <laughs> he's the Matthew McConaughey of the tour now.
1: Just, no shirt. <laughs> you just can't keep a shirt on him. I guess. Right. Just, no matter what photo shoot he insists. Like I don't need yeah. my shirt, right? <laughs> if you want me to just go ahead and take this off,
0: I... sir? This is the Wimbledon gala. You really not appropriate here.
1: Please. <laughs> <laughs> but about, well, I have to say, I mean, I have encountered some epics. I recently, in the last week, have been really ruminating on the Goran Ivanisevich 2001 final against Pat Rafter. That,
0: about Rafter, yeah, sure.
1: Which was an epic match. Yeah, um, And some weird conflagration of events happened where I was asked to go on this Irish podcast called The Second Captains okay which is one of my favorite shows uh it's pre- mostly about football aka soccer but um sure. they do other sports and they were like well we were thinking back about Wimbledon and you know what we would miss and we thought we would talk about some of our favorite matches and I was like well that joke of it I mean that um Ivanishvich uh Pat Rafter final in 2001 was one of my favorite matches I can remember where I was watching it I remember wow. like praying along with him and then again <laughs> through some weird like kind of uh, you know, alignment, we happen to have interviewed him for the podcast this week for the Racket Magazine podcast. Um, and it was, it was just Renee and him, but he talks about the other half of the match, like what was happening, how, you know, what he was praying about, you know, he only like had a couple shirts because he kept giving them away to the crowd and Takini hadn't given him too many shirts and head gave him a brand new racket. and He was playing so shitty up until the tournament. That he was like, Well, I might as well fucking play with this new racket because who cares? I can't play sure. worse. So it was just yeah. like amazing to get the backstory. So it's really kind of put me in this like space of like, Oh man, what are those matches that I like super, super, super enjoy? Um, and maybe I haven't been creative enough because all I've been thinking about is championship matches. But here you are going yeah. back to like a very, very deep cut. Now, was this just like algorithmic chance that landed you on this fourth round, 2013? (laughs) Or did you just kind of like seek it out?
0: uh, It must have been probably algorithmic. Although although I have made like a conscious effort because I have gone back and watched a lot of the championship matches. But this is a sweet spot of like, I actually didn't know who won this because remember Stan beats him the next year. I think it's the next year. And then has that weird final against Nadal. Right, where Nadal's basically hurt, but Stan wins. Oh,
1: yeah. So right.
0: I, I couldn't remember whether it was 2013 or 2014. Although I'll, I'll be honest, once I saw the shirts, <laughs> the fashion, I was like, all right, this is the one he loses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, watching it in five minute increments, you, you're, you're likely to forget by the time you guys make it to the fifth set. I mean, this is going to yes. be a <laughs> year. Yeah. Maybe like- years
0: years i mean it's a weird it's like an art project kind of thing where you really start to like we're already into the minutia, but like you really start to grind down on like how often they're cutting back to each player between the points and like who's getting like more of the close-ups more and it's clearly like okay like djokovic is the star here like you definitely yeah. have that feeling but actually early in the match you know stan starts to be like you know like a crazy good Ball striker that he can be, right? And uh and then they they kind of start to give him more of the Hollywood type treatment because he's hitting <laughs> these like unbelievable one hand backhands up the line, right? Where, yeah, where it's like really really fun to watch. But I do highly recommend good players where you can't quite remember who won, which is hard, right? Like if you follow it a lot. But I feel like twenty thirteen is far enough back yeah. that. I'm not so proud as that. I can't admit that. Yeah, I wasn't sure who won this one.
1: Sure, no. When when you say the link, I had to look it up um, and to the end of the match, which has a great ending. But let's not spoil it for you four years in the future. Um, (laughs) Sure. But also, like you know, Vavrinka like is one of those players who can beat the best players at their best when he is somehow at his best. And Djokovic has been the victim of that in a couple of slam finals Uh, so it's a compelling enough match that I feel like if you were to watch like any but the most sort of storied Federer Djokovic's for example you'd always see him you know losing to to Novak same with like Andy Murray right like
0: yeah oh my god Andy
1: Roddick I mean is there a match you would want to watch of Andy Roddick's where he's playing Federer
0: right <laughs> right yeah he just gets i mean the the there is an almost full one where he got blasted at the australian open where it's like considered one of the best matches that fetters ever 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 played uh i did watch part of that it was it was like hard to watch i mean i, I like radical it's like oh man <laughs> yeah you don't want to watch the did,
1: even if it's perfect tennis from one of the players right like that's and, not it's compelling the, the drama is what's compelling
0: Exactly. And, and at the time, it's like, oh, it sucks for ride it. But then, like, watching it now, knowing that he never won another major, it's extra painful because you're like, oh, yeah, this was a decade of his life was getting beat in the quarterfinals of slams by Federer. And that was 10 years of this very good tennis player's life. Uh, it's tough. I mean,
1: to his great credit, he still seems willing to joke about it. Like, the, does, uh, yeah. the volley challenge, which could not be more boring for me, not to poo-poo an effort to bring us all together in strange times but like roger <laughs> better like hit a bunch of volleys against the wall also right. he's wearing those shoes those new shoes that he's invested in those on um, yeah. swiss shoes which i don't know how you feel about it they they look about as cool as if you like taped a cheese grater to the bottom of your sand <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes yeah it's yeah not mm-hmm. accurate
1: like i don't think a box grater is actually what they look like but i can't like something it, they look so clunky and pedestrian it's yeah. like like went fishing in a, a you know like a a, an appliance drawer and you made some shoes in the garage and you're like hey honey how about these and then your like wife would be like "Eh,
0: (laughs) right couldn't 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 be further from his uh from his usual like like he was wearing the hat and the vest and everything like those shoes just don't match the federal look
1: Oh, they're off brand they're off, off brand. Brand,
0: very off brand yeah although
1: maybe this is a good time to reassess that brand was he always that smooth or did we just like the way he like hit his backhand do you know what i mean like was he himself that smooth or does he just Whoa. have like a kind of pan european accent and like he looks good in a suit because they all look good in suits because they're like tall and skinny you know what i mean i'm not yeah, trying to like, bash federer here like you know he's good
0: no no this is a hot take yeah, we should take him down right now this okay. is the time right now <laughs> I mean, did he, he did have the weird ponytail that he wasn't like totally committed to there for a while, yeah. uh, really er, early on. I wouldn't say he was like a super stylish dude right from the get go and had some weird facial hair for a while, I think. The only
1: thing I've like okay. emotionally bought during this time,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I've been lucky enough to get some like weird free shit in the mail, which has happened since we started the magazine. Like I'll get like random stuff to just kind of try or play with, which is really fun. But I ordered some um, quite expensive Birkenstocks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like more expensive than usual because i think Birkenstocks are already pretty expensive yeah and they showed up at the house and claire was like this is clearly like one of your three things right you didn't you didn't pay money for these and i was like uh well, well. <laughs> you know they're good for the footbed i don't <laughs> yeah. you know if that's <laughs> right. true but that's what federer's shoes look like to me like all yes. function no form
0: right right it's like a like a romanian car from the early 80s yeah I like little like that-
1: there. That will
0: get you to the factory in the morning, but that's it.
1: That's all. <laughs> that's all. Um, but the reason we brought up Federer and the challenge is uh Andy Roddick very gamely brought up on Twitter in response, like, Fed, we both know that uh I can't really volley. You know more than most. And it sort of had you know, his brand has now become such being a good sport about um his losses. And even at the time he was sort of famously quippy in press conferences. Yep. I wonder if he's allowed it to consume him himself too much, you know?
0: Interesting. Yeah. Like, like now I'm like ready for him to
1: be defiant, you know? Right.
0: <laughs> you wanted to be a real dick. He has like, gotta be one of the most well-liked X players, yeah. right? Like way up at the top.
1: Yeah. He's funny. He's affable. He's like, he seems to have nothing but like praise heaped on him by other players and like organizers. Yeah. Um, I'm just ready for somebody to come out swinging. So, you know, we got really close. <laughs> Really close. After the um, Indian Wells was canceled and it became clear that it was just going to be like a rolling set of cancellations, one of my favorite players, um, Benoit Paire, who, mm-hmm. you know, you and I have talked about a little bit because he's just a fucking lunatic. Yeah. You know, kind of in the Isovich mold where you're like, are they going to hit like an amazing tweener or are they going to bash eight rackets? And right. Yeah. Although even Isovich had much much better results, but yeah. Benoit Pair seemed to be for a portion of this quarantine at by himself at the Club Med in Cancun.
0: <laughs> what a way to go!
1: And I was like, that's a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Did uh, you just there by yourself? Like, is it open? Like, are you like those honeymooners in the New York Times who got like? stuck in the Maldives and like everyone has to like wait on you hand and foot while you should be like getting off their island you know like that kind of thing yeah like it was by far the most tone deaf sort of response to this where everyone was rushing to be like you know on the up and up and and super um you know super good with their pr perception and benoit pair continues to not give a fuck
0: he really does not give a fuck um yeah he is he you can tell out on the court like he's um he there's an element of him that like he enjoys it it's a show but he's also like a little Andy Kaufman crazy yeah where it's It's just him it's It's real it's a real thing
1: it actually ties into Vavrinka so now Vavrinka and Benoit Pair have been doing Instagram live cocktail hours multiple times a week wow so when you're saying this is when 2013 was when Stan still had a bit of the chub I wonder if after this quarantine he's going to put on like you know couple pounds for all the Aperol spritzes that he had been yeah. drinking.
0: Yeah. Right. Even with Benoit pair. Yeah. Maybe it'll, it'll just kind of be an understanding. Just like, Oh, like, okay. Everyone in the church is going to put on five pounds. It's all going to even out. We're good. Um,
1: I think it's excellent. I I see the ones who are like training on the court and uh, like doing runs in the sand. And I'm like, you guys, this is your chance,
0: dude. This, it's, exactly. At the breaks. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to uh, just to the the Roddick thing about him being so nice. I was thinking about this a little while ago cuz I saw they're doing I think he was doing with Jim Courier for the tennis channel where they're they're kind of like making lemonade now there's like nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh seeing him talk about federal ones it, it reminded me at, when he got hammered in that Australian final. I, I remember staying up and watching it and then the next day like reading about it and seeing clips and uh in the press conference it 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 wound up that was going to play Fernando Gonzalez in the final, and one uh, one reporter was like, uh, "Andy, what do you think his chances are?" And he just said, "Slim." <laughs> Next question. <laughs> that was like the one moment of like, "Yeah, there's like a smart guy who can be an asshole in there. He just he just holds it back because he's nice." <laughs> Slim.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, if they had this kind of realistic commentating on uh, the tennis channel all the time, I would uh, I'd be pretty yes. into it.
0: Yes, definitely. I'm,
1: I'm all for it. Let's, let's, let's make let's make a cause to make that happen. Listen, yes. if you ever want to go back and commentate an old match with me.
0: Oh, that would be great. I'm game. So many options.
1: Maybe once you guys get to the later stages of this match, we could...
0: Uh, bring it home?
1: We could bring <laughs> it home together.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, the, the last set's like 75 minutes. So yeah. yeah, sure. Plenty of time. A lot
1: of content. A lot
0: of content.
1: And similarly, I challenge you to watch, if not the entirety of the Gourney-Vinitavich match, then the Wimbledon super cut video that they did of his run to the oh, championship from wild card to victory basically by the last game of the fifth set he and rafter you know they're like looking haggard they've been serving and volleying yep. the court is worn in a t shape because this is once people still barreled into the net and yep. you can see the wear and tear on the grass and uh and even is double faulting like 10 feet long i mean he's just at one point he like literally looks up to the sky and he's like makes like the stations of the cross. Like it is like a full on emotional <laughs> yep. roller coaster. And, yep. uh, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody so like relieved, but also like looking like they were ready to have a cocktail in their hand more than Gorani Venisevic after that final. So it really like restored a lot of like sort of happiness and the humanity that I had. Cause I feel totally. like the last couple of years, all we've been doing is watching this, like, you know, relentless March to history between Djok- djokovic nadal and federer and it could not right. be so boring and i like when i see this like you know these loons who somehow yeah. managed to pull it together um, yeah. and you know give us a sort of surprising result because the history will look back on those finals as being way more fun than yeah. like federer's eighth or novak's 13th or whatever you know what i mean
0: totally I, if i remember there's like rafter hit a slice up the line and even if she was like running parallel with it like wishing it would go out <laughs> in the alley <laughs> like the way you use body motion on like a bowling ball as it goes down the thing <laughs> please I hope that goes out yeah That's
1: exactly the point that is to get him back to a championship point I'd watch that match in five minute increments with you
0: okay I would love to I also found uh, it's funny we were after I was telling you about this match I was like I actually had the thought of like I wonder if there are finals that I won't be able to remember who won or it, or it isn't obvious, you know like if it's someone who you know didn't win a major uh, I uh eventually figured it out, but there is I think there is a full match of crycheck mal Washington final of Wimbledon. Is that the least remembered Wimbledon final ever?
1: Mal's got to be ransom final?
0: yeah. That's against awesome. Crycheck, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm presuming yep. Crycheck won because I seem to remember Crycheck having a Wimbledon title, but I don't remember Malvay Washington having a single Slam title.
0: Exactly. Straight sets was not, I mean, Crycheck was like the quintessential, yeah, you know, of that era. Yeah, he's like seven feet
1: tall, huge serve,
0: right? Exactly. Three hands, yes. but
1: my god, that's amazing for Mal Washington. Uh, it he's, was, he's an under yeah. celebrated part of American tennis culture, yes.
0: Definitely, yeah. It was really cool. I had like I'd forgotten too. Like I knew he had a good career, obviously, but I didn't uh, all the way to the final I in Wimbledon, no less. Amazing. I, I had
1: no idea he made a Wimbledon final. That makes me super, super, super happy. Maybe I'll watch that one next.
0: Sure, sure. Well, let me tell you, uh, not the most fun match in the world. I didn't make it through through the whole thing, but there's a lot of like uh, you know service winners and <laughs> four point rallies <laughs> and like un- <laughs> so,
1: unplayable returns.
0: Yeah. Um, yes, all right.
1: Well, I right. know what I'm gonna do for the next year, I think.
0: Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get comfortable, Pete. We're doing this. Pete <laughs> Pete, good. your son, I mean, not not Pete Snappers. No, I wouldn't um, want Pete Sampras.
1: He'd be punishingly boring.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, let's uh let's convene in uh, the spring of twenty twenty one. Hopefully there'll be tennis on the TV.
0: That sounds great. Caitlin, great to talk.
1: Until soon.